and nobody misses like this, man. It's crazy. Welcome back, everybody. This is Backlash Radio. I'm Anthony Pino from Hook Optics. My buddy from Miami, Nick Carullo. Good to see you, buddy. I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. How you been, buddy? Good, man. Good. You know, start of the new year. And busy, man. Yeah. How you doing? You're... uh, you just got to Isla not too long ago. You're getting dialed in and situated yeah. over there. Yeah, so I'm here on a boat called the Sea Hag, a 61 Blackwell. If you've been anywhere from New Jersey to Oregon and let the last, I don't know, 30 years, the owners had an AC Hag for the last 30 years, and he's fished a lot. from. He's basically come here most winters and then done uh, and then fished. He used to keep the boat in Oregon Inlet and in New Jersey, and now it's in Ocean, it's been in Ocean City for the last five years. So, uh, ironically, docked right behind the blood money for the last five or six years. So, uh, it's my new my new job. Pretty excited. The owner's very nice, and the maid is awesome. So, kind of intimidating getting on a new, a new rig after so long. And you know, I've always wanted to be on a like a super a fishing program that fishes and now i'm on one and then it's been a lot of work you know i started the boat was at mark willis in stewart and i was down there for a couple weeks getting the boat ready to come across and then we spent i spent like a week and a half with it in the boatyard then i went home for christmas and then met the maid back and we did our provisioning and our last minute getting stuff and we came across, we left uh, Stewart at midnight and we got to Isla at like 1045 the, the same day. So that was a long day. Um, a long day. Yeah. So I never, I never had a light bar on a boat and uh, it's pretty badass. It, yeah, it was like sick. Yeah. As long as nobody's in front of you. I, I've been <laughs> in front of boats with light bars and I've cut custom but actually having one you know traveling by yourself and being i I felt comfortable making probably more speed than i would have if i if i didn't so we both both handled the trip nicely it was getting your feet wet on a on a basically a 550 mile crossing even though i just had to stop for fuel in key west um was interesting it was it was fun it was interesting it's like a it's a uh, it's a quite different even though it's a Carolina but it's quite different than the blood money. It's a uh, a little lighter, a little less horsepower, um, a lot bigger up forward. The engine room is massive, even though it's it's only got three hundred or thirteen hundred mans in it, which are small motors in my opinion. Um, but the boat's great. It's just pretty nice, and the owner's very very nice. And so far, it's been easy. Oh, it hasn't been easy, but it it's been a it's been a great experience so far so hopefully i can keep it going keep everybody happy pretty excited we've been fishing a little bit and i feel like we've done okay um i came here like how many uh, boats have been out there fishing like on days you've been out there so we were the i think we were this the second boat yeah we were the second boat to get here the second american boat to get here so there's been two other boats, the home run and 
Spencer boat from Virginia Beach. Captain's name is Kenny. Can't remember the, the boat's name. He just got here the other day. Um, I don't know. And there's a and the bougie uh 60 something winter, which is a very nice oh, that, looking boat. That boat's there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, That's a pretty rig. Yeah, Zach Lewis, I think is Zach is the captain's name. I think his last name was Lewis. Um, nice guys. Everybody's been super nice and welcoming. Anthony Mandillo from uptown, the charter boat captain here on Keenum has been super welcoming. So um the first day, my boss, like, you know, he's been here for a while. So he kind of had his suggestions on kind of where we might want to go and kind of analyze the water using the water shot a little bit and we ran way up to the north and we were kind of we were by ourselves i just ran around i i, I ran i moved like two or three times because i really didn't know what i was looking for so i just picked up and moved when i didn't i wasn't feeling it uh, we burned the first two days we burnt a lot of fuel it's for isla standards you know yeah so um so we're we're, we're atlantic sail fishing here for the most part this time of year in 100, 100 to 150 feet of water, maybe 200 feet. Um, and uh, the first day I, we ran, I ran all around and I ran and I, I, I stumbled upon some fish in the afternoon. Finally, we caught a double in the middle of the day in an area that looked okay. And then, uh, and then stumbled on a pile. And then it was really cool. It was a slick, calm day. It was blown out of the southeast a little bit. And then it it, it slicked, slicked out. And then I knew that there was a front coming. And man, when the front started kicking on, dude, they they started shooting. And I think in the last two hours, we started it. We were at 1.30, we had caught. We'd had three bites and we caught two. And by 4.30, when we picked up to come home, we were 15 for or 16 for 26 or something like that. So it was pretty good. And we I didn't find the fish really till 2.30. So two hours we caught called uh 13 cool. and then like what are you using for a liter over there 40 pound yeah 40 pounds so it's 40 pound 7-0 hook i think um junior the mate likes to use a trocar so um trocar 7-0 seems to be doing doing fine so 40 pound fluoro 40 pound header 25 pound main lines what we're using so um, which is kind of nice yeah, it's you know with the bonitas duty, man. Yeah, with the yeah, bonitas and everything. The bonitas, the bonitas are ferocious, and the the you know when we get in them, it seems like we get in a get in a fair bit of multiples. You just have a little bit more uh, diameter yeah. on the main line to kind of not have to worry about breaking stuff like that. So, do they use uh they use like floss to rig the ballyhoo or they're using mm, you got these use are all like swim everybody's very uh been kind of trained by the steward the the influence from north carolina and and steward is very very heavy here so but they're using a lot of, like ringers or something yeah they're using uh just a, a swivel or no ring um we use a swivel i think i actually honestly haven't touched many ballyhoo since we've been here since it's kind of wild um yeah a swivel or an o-ring is a and this like a smaller smaller size ballyhoo so i mean the 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 sales are still typical atlantic sales some of them are 50 pounds 60 pounds some of them are 15 30 so, yeah. yeah 
So, um, yeah, so it's, it's really interesting that I came here the first two years on the blood or the second, the second and third year on the blood money in 12 and 13 and 14, I think. And it's kind of interesting coming here being a little bit more knowledgeable and confident what, what I'm doing and kind of relearning a place with a, understanding things a little bit better as far as like how to read the water, when to move, when not to move. You know, even 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 having the sonar here is I think is is helped, you know, but there's a lot of bites that don't come off the sonar. They're very high in the water a lot of the times. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh you're in the you're in the binox a lot looking for birds oh. and stuff. But knocks a lot, you know, and it's been it's kind of been thankless because the, the the best day we've had so far, I, there was no signs. I just was running along, and there was like a a four tenths degree break, and there and like a faint slick grass line, and I was like, I don't know. I guess I'll stop here. You know, we we I didn't have much to, to fish on. It was kind of broad. It was all kind of a, a bluer bluer blended water. I felt like it was okay and then I, then like i just found an area with a lot of instead of the bait being glued to the bottom there was a lot more suspended bait and then i started marking a couple of fish with the sonar in the bottom machine and then we we started they, they were coming um but yeah in the binoculars a lot we did get on the birds a lot and the mate you gotta like the mates since you know there's a i don't know if you have this and in in the keys or in florida or down in miami where where sometimes they get balled up on the values but like the birds act different when they're on bonitas or versus sails right so sails they're and bonitas are kind of up above they're like medium height and they're kind of swooping down and trying to grab a bait as it flies away it kind of jumps away from the bonitas right the 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 free and these are all frigates for the most part and pelicans a lot of pelicans i hate pelicans um pelicans huh o- ocean hate. ocean pelicans i guess i don't know pelicans they're out in the ocean so i guess they're fucking pelicans nah, nah, i hate nah. them <laughs> i hate pelicans traumatized me one day when i was a kid at seaworld <laughs> um, bit me right in the head that's amazing. Thought you're a um, snack, dude. We were we were at SeaWorld when I was like eight. And uh oh, don't tell you, you might start crying or something. And my mom and there was a pelican sitting on a post, and my mom said, Hey, go take a picture next to that pelican. So I walked over, stood under it, and the pelican gra- it goes and the whole mouth goes around my head. And I remember it like what it came came shut on the top of my head and pinched and I had two gashes and a mound of skin at the top of my head. I was like seven or eight years old. Never forget that. I cried and cried. <laughs> SeaWorld is still the best funny. best amusement park in Florida. So I don't, if I ever have a kid, I don't even think they'll ever see places like that. But I feel bad for them. But I digress. Um so the frigates and the so the frigates will get when they're on sales, they'll get low and they'll hover because the bait's yeah, a little bit over. more balled up and they're yeah. they're not moving as much. And so they get low and they hover. And you can kind of see them when they start to get going in the binoculars. Um, you know, and if you're looking, but if you're not, if you're kind of don't have your binoculars out and you're you're uh 
you're just fishing. A lot of times the mates or the people in the cockpit will see them better than you because they can t- contrast the yeah yeah the the birds with the with the sky versus the the water. Which when you're up on the bridge, you can't really you see more. Yeah, of the, you're, yeah you're looking. Yeah, you're looking down. So yeah, well we looking, go ahead back in the back. You know, fishing with Ray Rocher back in the day. That's kind of like how it was. Like, like your job, like his job would be look, you know, looking in the water for things. Our job mm-hmm. would be in the pit on the binocs looking for across the ocean. You know, because yeah. and that, just like you said, you know, down in the pit you could see, you know, better distance yeah. like that versus looking down from the tower or whatever. Yeah. So that did they did get kind of balled up. Man, I, I guess I've heard the last couple of years the fishing's been kind of challenging, and they don't get balled up like they like. I remember, you know, you go all day fishing bait balls and and doing the doing the wine and dump thing and the bait balls and doing doing that sort of stuff, and you do all that sort of stuff and and fish fish it most of the day. But now it seems like they they there haven't been enough fish to really like keep it going all day. So and even for more than a couple of minutes, so a lot of times you'll get 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 you'll get to it and it's already falling apart. But the fish are still there. You get you get to where it's going on and you you'll get a couple of bites. So I, we did have a couple of times, but I haven't seen it yet. And we've only fished four four and a half four and one third days, where like they're up and they're balling and they're they're really you're on the birds. It's really good, but the. It's been, I don't know, we've been consistent so far. I, mean, I think we've averaged 13 bites a day, if you don't include the two two bites day, the two bite one third day we did yesterday. Yeah, just learning, re- burning a lot That's of cool. fuel. Cool to be there, like you said, you know, a little older and wiser, I guess, now versus when you're I, there when you're younger. I knew that I had a lot to learn when I came here, and I, I felt like I... I felt like I carried myself that way. And back then there was a lot of, like I talked to the Decabia pod, there was a lot of really good fishermen, you know, that have now gone certain, instead of being here, they go to the Costa Rica or the DR, um, some of the really super high level programs. And, uh, but it's cool to come back with a little bit more experience and understanding on how the ocean ocean works and trying to figure it and still trying to figure it out because I'm, I'm coming with the attitude that i really don't haven't been here before you know trying to be make friend trying to get my networks steady um thankfully everybody's been pretty nice to me so far so yeah it's been it's been good and isla itself is a different place and i remember there's a lot more people here both mexican and american it's just a lot more people um, but it's still a beautiful little little island with a lot going on, and the food's really good. People are very nice. So, but I think we have we have a uh, two Mexican mates, uh, Junior, who's full time. He's he's in Ocean City and here. So I've known him for the last six years too. Been a good friend of mine. So um, yeah, it's uh, he speaks been good nice English. To Huh? Oh yeah, he speaks great English. Much better than my Spanish, that's for sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's um, it's been fun, man. I hope you get to get to come over and and fish with us and, and kick it over here for in this beautiful little place. Got a little condo yeah. here. The boss got me, which I'm thankful for. 
Yeah, hell yeah, I get you off the boat. Yeah, man. So we're get and we fish with fresh ballyhoo, which is cool. Get some more delivered tomorrow. Oh, nice. Just get that from a local guy. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna be. Have you heard much about the ballyhoo? Are they not catching many ballyhoos? Have you heard that? Uh-uh. Okay, I've heard. I've heard from a couple people that the bat for the ballyhoos for next summer might be might be a little scarce, but I might be wrong. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong on that. I'd like to be wrong. I don't need to be freaking out about bait. Even though, shoot, Ocean City anymore, six or eight cases will do you for the season. So, yeah. So, yeah, sail fishing. They're fun. They're interesting fish. On the troll, I mean, I think they respond. Especially the Atlantics, they, they tend to, like, paddle in there and kind of these are the lately they've been pretty aggressive but the ones i saw out front are more or more yesterday and the day before more uh more what i'm used to where they're back there and they're just kind of laying there and you got to get on the bite so they're coming in and eating everything so nice place to come and learn the the more finesse game you know think of the pacific you can get away with the control backlash we're here if your feet isn't great, you're gonna come back with a head or a full bait. Yeah. So and the bonitas bonita fishing in the southern Gulf of Mexico has been fantastic. Just like you're there for the bonito is. run. Yeah, but here for the bonita run out front of Isla Mujeres, it's uh very good. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So that's uh it, uh, sail fishing here in Isla Mujeres. Um excited for a couple more boats to get here and hopefully the weather there's a big northeast blow coming i think that'll help us east north northeast blow coming over the weekend for like four or five days starting on saturday oh, yeah so it's coming pretty pretty excited about that i'm gonna hopefully so are we over. over here so yeah so how's i mean how's fishing been let's let's this is i think me and nick agreed before we're just gonna it's gonna be a little bit of sailfish centric um because it's that time of year and i'm here and you're over there so yeah that's that's cool and you're fishing now too so that's cool yeah and fishing same fish different area so Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's been it's been all right not great we had a couple little flurries there a couple good days kind of before the tournament started uh body of fish that you know, guys were doing pretty well on and then, you know, made it from obviously Palm Beach, Pompano had some good fishing there. And then the Keys had some, some really good fishing. Uh, and then that kind of dissipated and. Did they move? Do you think that was all the same body of fish from, from that there to there to there? They moved yeah. like that. Yeah. They're that quickly. How, how yeah. long? Oh, that was period? probably a, uh, I don't know, probably a few weeks from being okay, up and you. picking them, pick guys, pick them in Palm Beach and then, then like Pompano and then, you know, down past Miami through the Keys and the guys in the Keys had some good, really good fishing. Um, and yeah, it kind of slowed up and, and yeah, we're kind of waiting for the next really kind of big body of fish to come come through which was the did that fish was that fish 
kick that that those fish kicked on by a cold front or that they just kind of happen uh yeah no we had some cool weather there for a little bit that just like some consistent cool weather that was nice um and that's probably what i would think got it going and uh and yeah we kind of we got a front coming there's a little front coming through tomorrow mm-hmm. and then it, the wind switches all the way around again and then saturday sunday as you saw we got a nice big front there and you know the tournament this week is friday saturday so saturday's looking 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 right i think everybody's kind of getting excited but usually we get excited and the wind will either die or go out of the west or something so hopefully it stays it looks like it's going to be north northeast for you guys just like it is here it's going to get cold it's going to get cold where you are yeah, Palm Beach. I think it's it'll be in the fifties for sure. Um, kind of what you want to see, right? Yeah, we definitely like that cold weather, north wind. Um, and yeah, we just had the Derby this week, which I'd say was pretty slow in general for probably the entire fleet. But you know, obviously, a few boats managed to do well. Um, and Art Sap, uh, who we've had on the pod before you know one so you know good to see art up there um what did it it take for art what did it take to win i think he had 11 or 12 i got you in three days or two Um, days two days and and a four line tournament too uh because usually all our tournaments are seven line uh that's a does that make a big difference is the, the number of lines kite fishing Oh yeah. Really? You don't you don't find that the more lines, the more fucked up the once you get not for get not for kite fishing. I got you. I mean, if that if that was a seven line tournament, I mean I, I wouldn't put it past R to have caught 20 or more, honestly. Really? Um yeah. Do you just I, mean, think I think when... there would have just been a lot more fish in general caught, but I think the guys on top really would have did well. And Tito on the price list. You know, he he won the daily the first day with like eight. He just had a kind of a slow second day, but he still had a great, great first day. And I think, uh, and he, I think he was like eight for 12, you know, so he had some good fishing, saw some fish. Yeah. And if he had more lines out, I think he probably would have really left everybody behind that first day. Interesting. I feel like dead bait. I think more than half. More than half the boats probably had three or less fish. Wow. It's pretty slow. Yeah. It was just weird. I mean, there was, I mean, I fished up to the north the second day. And man, it, you know, it looked, it looked right. Blue water, plenty of current. Fishing on the wrecks where usually there was quite a bit of residential fish, but they weren't, no one was home. Gotcha. Interesting. That happens. And all right, so you because I need this help. So you you're looking for northbound current when you like when a northbound current pushes in over like a hundred feet or 120 feet over a certain piece of bottom. Is that what you're kind of looking for? Up and down, basically from Miami to Palm Beach. Yeah, I mean, but there are days when, especially in Palm Beach, where it's like it's too much, you know, like you get like four knots of North tide and it's just too much. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, 
you'll you will catch fish in it sometimes, but they're not moving. And and I think sometimes those are the days when you catch them in tight, out of the current so much because they're kind of just they get out of it. I think they rest. They yeah. get out of it. It's like it's like a river. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I'm trying to like we were talking before about the the, the two currents that are here the the north and southbound current trying to figure it out yeah because so. typically you know like we want you know it's like typically especially like when you get that 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 north tide like i was saying and then you get the north wind you know they're going against each other and typically uh-huh. that's when we get those tailing days and typically that's what we think they're they're moving but it seems that some of those days when you get a lot of tide those fish are kind of just like it's like they ride up the swell and then they just sink back out. So you like you see them on top, and it almost you think they're moving because the boat is naturally going north, yeah. and you're kind of going by them and throwing baits at them. But all they're trying they're to do not, is just they're stay. not moving. They're just going yeah. up, and they they kind of like you see them for a minute, and then they sink back down, and then you kind of realize it because you kind of reset in a certain little number there, and it's like you're not they're on that same number like where some days you know we're leapfrogging each other south because you know that body's moving but okay like i said like when you get a lot of tide like that they're just it's like they're just riding the swell like go up and down interesting so you would so you're gonna like a save say you're fishing a body of fish coming like in palm beach and like the fishing's pretty decent you're i always thought that like people would leapfrog always it was always my understanding that people would leapfrog to get set up in front of somebody with fish coming down from the north but you're saying that you want to sometimes get down below people to stay with the fish that you were you were pursuing originally right interesting yeah okay i didn't so like so like there's a days like and you know we've you know, I've had had my days and, you know, obviously there's a lot of other good guys that have they've had their days doing it, too. But it's really it's really special in those days when. Like you said, like you tend to think like, oh, I got to kind of be north of everybody. Mm-hmm. But there are the days when you're, you know, you kind of just you're dialed in, you, you're like the boat that's catching them and, you know boats are going one way and you're going the other way and you're just cat you're picking away because that body of fish is slowly moving south and you're just staying on that same body of fish going south and that's like the day you could make re- you could really make people like never want to fish again because you see they see you and you're catching them and north of them and north of them and then they get north of you so they're like all right well i'm gonna start getting them and then that you keep going south and you're still catching them and you're they're like wait what what's going on here interesting how do you i I don't even want to know how you gauge when when it's time to move and run to the south because you're you know i guess you're you're drifting when the north wind is when say there's like a 15 20 knot north wind like ideal sailfish condition right and you're are you still drifting is it is the tide taking you is still the more more powerful the two conditions that still take you north like if you're gonna drift that way, if there's current, it, it dominate. It'll dominate the wind. Okay. You know, at least, at least when it comes to how the boat, what what moves the boat naturally. Yeah. So then you're gonna. I mean, the wind. The wind will push the boat. You know, it'll push your bow side to side. 
but yeah, yeah. the boat is going to naturally keep going north. Okay, I got you. And then so you're going to catch a catch a few, and then go. I don't know. What are you talking like? 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes without seeing a fish. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, I it, guess it's, you know, it's, it's hard to say, you know, but yeah, yeah. this, there are days when, you know, you want to, you do want to keep moving North. Like if you do think like they're, they're, they're tailing or they're coming down, then yeah, like mm-hmm. those are the days. If you want to try and get it, you want to like, be the, the head guy. So you got like the first shot. Yeah, but then you got the days, like I said, where let's say if you think it's more of a body of fish, and like where you could kind of see a couple boats around you hooking up, you're hooking up, and then and then they you'll stop getting you can kind of see it because everybody you well then you'll see the boats. Well, that's my fish going south. So then you're like, all right, let me go get below the guy that just caught one. Yeah, you know, yeah, so those are the days where you're like, all right, I need to keep getting, I need to keep getting below them. Um, but like I said, that's more I would say like a a bigger body for you to kind of do something like that, or, and they're not like just still coming from the north, you know? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's those days are really they're fun, man. Which I feel like, you know. I feel like lately we haven't had a ton of those days, but you know, those are the days we, you know, you hope to be out there when it happens, you know, yeah. when they're either pouring through from the North or, you know, you're getting big bodies of fish and, you know, everyone's hooked up at the same time. And, you know, do you, when you see, go ahead. Do you ever see them swimming with the current? Like, man, so with the current? I don't know. It's not I'm sure you, you do, but not, but not like. Well, I mean, you I mean, see sailfish always, do a lot of things. Yeah, but I mean, you—it's like you always see them. Obviously, look, which looks like they're going north to south. But I think over the past couple of years, and I think we even saw it. I don't, know, I don't really saw it this past tournament, but it seems like sometimes which I've noticed like last year and the year before where let's say they're all catching the fish like off just to say Palm Beach Inlet. Mm-hmm. And that's where that, that first day everyone was, that was a good bite there. A bunch of boats had six, eight bites or whatever. So naturally sometimes you're like, all right, well that body of fish is right there off Palm Beach Inlet tomorrow we're thinking they might be you know maybe from palm beach inlet to three to five miles south below that because it's a body of fish and a moving so that's like kind of what you tend to think but it seems sometimes if you especially if you get a lot of current or maybe the bait has something to do with it as well where that body of fish like where people have thought went south they actually went north, which doesn't, you know, which I don't know. We used to never think they go north. Yeah. You know, but it's the like bait, once they go. Because the bait, the bait isn't going to move against the prevailing current, like, like what you no. fish in, you know? So they, if they, if yeah, they're, the baits, if they're tailing the down sea, the yeah, they're tailing down sea and they find an area of bait, 
they're going to stay with it. They're going to try to stay with it. Right. I got you. Makes sense. But I don't know. I mean, you know, if somebody figured it out, they'd probably be winning every tournament, but yeah. But I mean, you just think certain people figure it out for certain days of the year and they didn't, you know, they happen to uh, fish it, figure it out during the tournament and they do well. Yeah. But it's, 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 yeah, I mean, I think there's so many good fishermen, you know, so it's like everyone has their, their day, their their tournament where they definitely, they haven't figured out, you know? Yeah. And this is all, I mean, you base everything on theory because the ocean, we just don't know enough about the ocean and what goes on. So we don't, nothing that we ever say. We don't know. We could have just, yeah, trying to have like an educated guess, you know? Yeah, you come up with a theory and then you put, try to put it in the action and hopefully it works. If it doesn't, then you come up with a new theory, you know? So, yeah. and then you try to figure it out. But I'm just curious, man, because I, like you said, the, because we fish, I'm trying to understand what goes on down here and we fish, and a, 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 especially out front, like 10 to 8 to 15 miles, 20 miles. 30 miles it's kind of like you fish a, a northbound prevailing like a strong north northbound it's basically gulf stream or the beginning of the gulf stream and the funnels between cuba and and isla and the yucatan and i'm just trying to figure out like you know we're dead baiting so we're kind of hunting around a little bit more but at the same time you know i'll fish a lot in the trough i, I know enough to fish across across this the sea um in a northern north north winds like in a tailing condition situation to kind of look for them tailing which way is the current moving there it's north it's south and north just like go over there oh, oh nice yeah do but they get them no- whether whether do you get them tailing like we get them here like that? i've seen them tailing here you know not but th- typically there's so much bait here when they're tailing they're yeah they're yeah. eating they're like eating this, but i've seen them tailing yeah, too yeah. like and i've i've heard people say they'll see 30 or 40 fish and like in, a, and, in one wave or something yeah and not get it not like in like over the course of a couple hours and not get bites for whatever reason i mean we because um, there are days when like when they're really tailing i mean mm-hmm. you, like uh, that's why i asked like i mean you'll see 20 30 fish all together you know mm-hmm. yeah i mean i've pretty, seen that here before it's been a long time pretty amazing I've seen, seen things like that one day my best I think I caught five at one time, five out of eight in a turn. And I got up to the north of everybody. It must have been a new batch of fish. And that back that, then, then I, I really wasn't that aware of like how the current, which way the current was moving. And it, it can up in the northern end of this fishing. What I've learned is it can move. It can either be a southbound current or a northbound or a, a northbound current or a southbound current. And they both can they both can produce fish. Um just depending on but the day that i i, I was watching the the qualifier and a couple of other boats from north carolina and they were fucking getting them and uh i couldn't get bit and then i was like fuck it I, every time these guys put the boat back in gear they catch their fish and then they they turn up sea I'm like all right i'm just gonna get up sea of them and i turned down sea and there were five free jumpers and for as i was turning and as soon as I turned down, see, they all popped up. There was like 15 back there. We hooked like five out of eight. All the all the rods either had a fish on them or had a head. You know, we fished with eight or 10 rods on the old Viking. And uh, that was, it, but uh, that was one of those things where you get up current, you get up ahead of everybody. And they were, 
they were just streaming through. Yeah, yeah. we were, and that was a day. You know, there weren't birds or anything. There were some birds around, but they were they would like get down and. But by the time you got to them, you were you were just trolling, and that was it was cool. But I, that was one of the best. I was like, man, all right, at least I got it going on a little bit here. You know, that's cool. So Hopefully, you'll get to see a 30, 40 fish day this year. Yeah, I'm hoping so, man. It's been a long time since I've like been able to drive on a on a day like that on on the boat that I'm running, you know, instead of jumping on as a sonar guy or somebody that we chartered on the blood money in mag bay or something it's just not the same you know so i'm looking forward to that and is there really uh, do the do the local boats make it out that far mm, they'll make it out out front eight eight to 15 miles like that you mean the, the cancun fleet the aquanauts we call them? yeah 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 um they make it out there out front there that's where a lot of them fish uh but up up where I was 50 miles from the north tip of Eastland. No, nobody goes up there unless they have a good reason. But somebody, you got to get some dumb idiot from Ocean City who's used to burning a lot of fuel to go up there and look around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, but I don't know. They're, I'm excited um, to do some exploring too on that, you know, deeper stuff, dude. And yeah, hopefully find some blues out there. Yeah. I, I'm hoping end of March. I mean, they got to be out there. April. So there's three places that I I see, and anybody who if anybody knows anything about fishing around here, please feel free to enter to help me out because I don't really have a clue. But there's three places that I see that might hold blues in in decent numbers. The first place is a is a weather buoy, an American weather buoy south of Isla Mujeres, 125 miles. So that's out Jeez. 15,000 feet. There's not like much, there's not a lot of current out there, but nobody goes out there. It's just like kind of in the middle of nowhere. So I'm curious about that. And then there's a bank off of Cuba, off of Cabo San Antonio, Cuba, called the San Antonio Bank. And it's kind of like the bank we have here south of Isla called Aerosmith, except it's on the Cuban side, so it never gets touched. And I've heard that the Wahoo fishing there is very good, and I've heard people catch blues there. So I'm hoping that we take a ride over there, get our paperwork right, take a ride over there, and then up to the north. There's a uh, area. I see your buoy. I see your buoy out there. Yeah, it's got a whole fish. Well, I'm sure it's just like any fat. I mean, I guarantee you go out there and you catch nothing, and I bet you go out there three yeah. days later and fucking wear them out. Yeah, I just. I don't know what's going to be like, what current it needs to be going on, but or what have you. And then like Cabo San Antonio, it looks really, really cool. And I saw some tunas airing out, some flyers. It's kind of out of a little area where the current kind of eddies out. Um, I noticed when we were coming over some some pretty defined grass lines and temperature changes. And I think it could be good there. You see that? Yeah, the Banco so, San Antonio. Yep. It's like 85 miles from Isla. 85, it says 100. Well, oh, I guess there's, a, there's outer stuff I guess you could fish. So, looking into that, and then there's an area up north where I've noticed some some eddies that like Gulfstream eddies that come off of uh, that spin off, kind of like you would fish in Moorhead, Hatteras, Moorhead, Charleston area, Riceville Beach area, where like it just spins off and it moves very very quickly. You just kind of got to be there when they 
I think I think it could be good. Yeah, I mean, but, I feel like there's a lot of fishing out there that untapped. Yeah, I'm, I have my theories about certain things, and then the owner says uh, down south of here, Porto Adventuras, where the guys used to go in the '90s and 2000s in the spring. Said it can be good down there too. More mixed bag fishing, sails and whites, from what I understand. I'm, I'm curious. He's he's definitely been down there. And there was, I remember a couple years ago down at Aerosmith, there was a couple days where they were catching, they were seeing five, six, seven, eight whites a day, and then they also got jumped by a couple big yellowfins, single fin, two hundred pound yellowfins. Some people caught. Nice. And and that's only like. That's only like 25 miles away. Nice. So I don't know. But I'm I'm curious. I'm really excited for sailfish season here. And then I'm excited and hopefully we get the we get to go do this exploring and and see what see what's going on. Oh yeah, man. I like that exploring stuff. Yeah, I just know that like I mean we we probably gotta get Mike. Defreti is on from the magic lady again. He's down there picking away the blues again in St. Lucia. Oh, it's crushing it. And he, I mean, he, I don't know who found that, but he was, he's definitely put that place on the map. You know, so I'd be curious to give this place. They, back in the day, people didn't get here till April, May, June, because they had really great mixed bag fishing here like slam fishing out front here yeah. and uh so i don't know where all that where the fishing where all that fishing went i don't know you know maybe they just don't do it but back then the sailfish weren't like thick like they were so i would say they're thick yet and i, I don't think that in the last five six five three four years they've been super thick more for consistently for more than a couple couple of days Somebody was saying, I don't know who was just telling me, but I know obviously it wasn't like, it wasn't terribly recent, but I think it was like two or three weeks ago that there were some boats still catching some fish, like maybe off South Carolina or something. I think so. I just talked to the a boat called the Home Run from South Carolina. So there was some, still some fishing going on. So I can't see why they, there wouldn't be fishing there. And I don't know. I mean, like, Guess there's so many sales in the north now that it doesn't. Matter. I mean, I just I don't know if guys have never like boats off the Carolinas have been targeting them this time of year in the past, mm-hmm. or it's just you know something yeah. with the migration that they're just up there longer this year than other years. You know, I mean, or are I the think boats it's fishing more. I think they're probably fishing more because of how good the fishing was this year in those areas but I, I caught on december 15th i caught three out of four one year in riceville beach on the blood money and i think it's just condition oriented and people you know the weather the conditions in the weather you know for those to line up and then people's work schedules to line up and go or, or you know can be difficult you know and, the, and those southern people especially from charleston area they really they take their college football very seriously so yeah. you know by the time they're by the time October, September, October, November rolls around. They're either hunting or college football, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I I think that they're, if the conditions, like, where you, 
where where you're at like if the conditions get right and they get over the right piece of bottom then it's good you know i i, I know it can be good there and and uh at least until december and it's just like but there's other options like in the carolinas now there's giant bluefins around so there's other options to go and kind of not have to run 60 miles like out of Wrightsville, not have to run 60 yeah. miles and, and on a hope and a prayer you know by yourself yeah. i don't know i i think that you just gotta be willing to spend the time on the water and not catch anything and that's what since fishing here hasn't really kicked on yet i'm not and there's not that many boats here i'm not really super worried about getting completely sacked up and like being embarrassed and i guess it shouldn't be but you know if somebody's getting 15 20 bites and you're out running around wandering around it's kind of and you get back to the dock and you know you're like fuck, i messed up you know but if the, if nobody's catching anything or there's nobody to reflect a good day of fishing on you you kind of in my opinion i've been more aggressive and just running around looking for something you know and and it's kind of paid off the when we first got here and you know i haven't run around well I, you've already been there and you're kind of i mean i think you're already kind of getting your bearings over everybody else you know you kind of well I, I there's not many other people here but i'm just not what well, i'm saying about, but like even yeah. while boats get there you're gonna be that you're the guy that's already been out there and kind of already yeah. familiar i mean just like yeah. any place dude you gotta once you get there you gotta you just gotta get dialed in you know yeah and I'm, i just like it's just nice because the, the owner's here a lot so we fish a lot and i'm just not worried i'd rather go and he would rather go try to hit a home run than like beat it up out front and, and battle the bonitas for you know a couple bites and i'm thankful for that you know, oh, I love, I love, I love you know, home runs. Going searching and, but you, you know, you strike out a lot when you're trying to swing for the fence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just, I just did in this past <laughs> tournament. I went for the home run. I was probably the only boat within 40 miles of me. Yeah. I was like, oh, um, if you start catching them, they're never going to find you, but never yeah. started catching them. Yeah. It's, it sucks. Like, so they don't got to worry about me. Last day we ran up the road and, you know, I'm getting text messages from the guys down here, and they're like, "What's going on up there?" I'm like, "Nothing." We started out, we landed on like, I was like, we I stopped, and I was like, the water was like 76 and a half degrees, but it was blue. But I was like, "There's no bait." And then the mate goes, oh, "There's some birds wheeling around right there, kind of looking like they get it right." So I paddled on over there, and it's like, "Oh, there's bait! Thank God!" And uh I mean, we were fishing a half an hour, and we we got like six or eight bites real quick, and I was like, "Yes, I found them again," and uh, then it petered out. But then we had like eight or nine bites in the eight eight bites in the first like once we found them in the first hour, and then I didn't have any bites for like two hours, and then we caught a couple at the end to make to make like. I don't know what it was, six out of twelve or something like that. Nice. But, but I was up there by myself. But like the, the owners, like we wouldn't have known, and if we were sitting out front, we would have been wondering how good it was up here. And then we fished out out front the uh, just for a short day, and the bonitas were atrocious. We couldn't. We just fished teasers most of the time, and uh, they even destroyed the teasers. So, yeah, I like it. 
It's uh well, yeah, we gotta get uh yeah. We gotta get Art uh-huh. on soon and uh yeah. hear about his his victory and then uh yeah, well hopefully well hopefully I'll do well this week and have something to talk about for next week. Yeah, Operation Sailfish is next up for you guys. Palm Beach. Yeah, this week. Yeah, Palm Beach, big tournament. So first leg of the quest. So gotta gotta hey, start off game strong. time. Game time for the live baiters in South Florida. Well, good That's luck, right. buddy. Have fun and good luck to uh my little brother. He's fishing on the the DAC for the Los Sueños series. He's doing a practice nice. day tomorrow. They just got done down there. Everybody who listens to the pod, say hi to mom, dad, and my brother. They'll be at the tent. We're sponsoring the tournament again, Hook Optics. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited for my brother to be fishing all three legs of Los Sueños. He's he's become a really 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 good angler and. He's on like on the boat that I think if they get hot, they're gonna they can get they're gonna be pretty competitive. So I'm excited for I like him. it. Oh yeah. So hopefully we'll be hearing from him after this. So cool everybody. Thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll be able to be more consistent after the hecticness of getting over here and getting all set up. So appreciate the patience. The yeah. And the holiday. So but it's been fun. And, Please, any of your eyewear needs, check out Hook Optics and stay tuned. We're going to start putting a couple more things up on up on the Instagram and the Facebook page or the Instagram and the YouTube page. Maybe a little bit of rigging, how to how to rig efficiently for sailfish dead baiting because we rig a lot of baits down here. A couple of little things like that. So we appreciate it. Nick, it was good seeing you, buddy. So yeah, everybody. See you soon. Yep. Good luck to my brother this week. So thanks guys. Thanks for listening.